Hello. Hi. Hi, Abby. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode five. Yay. Made it to episode five. Episode five. Exciting. How are you? I'm good. I'm um, I'm a little sinusy today, so if I like have long pauses of silence, I apologize. Just trying to get my life together a little bit. Trying to get like your face situation yes. together. No, the seasons are changing. It, it it's is, it's yeah. happening like very quickly. In Illinois, it is very fall. I don't know how it is in New York right now, but it is very much like, hello, you have reached um, autumn, the middle of September. Yeah, you've reached <laughs> autumn. <laughs> no, no, it's happening here too. Uh, Labor Day was like uh, surprisingly nice, but mm-hmm. it very quickly got crisp outside. It is is very like it's overcast. My mom said it was um, yarn. Yarn gray. Look, she's like knitting yarn gray is the sky color. I was like, that is perfect because <laughs> it is. It's like overcast and rainy. Um, it is. It's not cool, but it, it actually is cool. But it's not cool to be outside right now. Same. It's maybe very sleepy. It's yes, and, and the sinus thing is not helping. So yeah. I just want to literally crawl in bed. But I did make some peanut butter cookies. Oh, I'm going to make some tea after we're done recording and just. Oh, (laughs) yes. Oh, okay. So you made peanut butter cookies this week. I also made Ina's uh, salty oatmeal chocolate chunk cookies. Because they're amazing. They are. They're really good. Aren't they (laughs) amazing? I'm like super impressed at just the the flavor combinations and the texture combinations. Did you really, use the really cranberries? Good. I did, cause I love I love cranberries. Okay. Um, people who don't like raisins usually like cranberries, cause they're they're not as like raisins are like. Are you not a raisin person? I love raisins personally. Oh, okay, me too. But um, a lot of people don't like raisins just because it's like mm, a lot of people. It's like you're running into someone's grandma in a cookie, and you're like, oh, what are you doing here? I wasn't expecting to talk to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and most people are just not prepared for it. Um, so I get it. Um, no, but okay. I love cranberries, especially in cookies. But I would make them, I think I would make them again, in, like today if I could. But I think I would add walnuts because I think it can handle them. You know, you're absolutely right. It could. Um, walnuts would be good. They're like uh, monster cookies a little bit. They're like what cookies? I'm, is, am I the only one that knows the term monster cookies? I mean, I'm <laughs> sure you're not, but... <laughs> I, mean, I was like, maybe my mother made that up, but she would make... It's like a cookie with everything in it, so it's like, this has oatmeal and M&M's and walnuts and cranberries and, oh, like, okay. chocolate chips. It has, like, literally just, like... Or kitchen sink cookies, I guess. Uh, I've I, I've heard them called garbage cookies. There we go. See? <laughs> my, I don't know why my mom called them monster cookies. No, monster cookies is... sound so much cuter than... <laughs> Garbage cookie. <laughs> yes. Kitchen sink cookies is like another. Oh, I guess, kitchen sink cookie. I like that one. Um, uh, Panera has a good kitchen sink cookie. It has like salted caramel in it. It's tasty. Ooh, that does sound good. Uh, the one here that I like is from Milk Bar, which I think you and I have been when you were here, right? Yeah. Um, they have to put popcorn in it. Okay, I don't. I get freaked out by popcorn sometimes. What? Um, just a little, I don't know why, like, my brain thinks that the popcorn is going to taste awful, and it never does, but to look at it, I'm like, I don't 
want that in a a tub with butter. So I don't know. It's, I don't know why it's like a weird thing. You can only enjoy popcorn on its own at at the right time. Yeah. It's just, if someone's like, oh, you want some popcorn? I'm like, no, I, or if it's like on top of something or in something, I instantly don't want to eat it. I don't know why that is. Really? It's weird. It's a texture thing, I think, but it's affected my brain in a weird way. So. Okay. I know. <laughs> but I would still eat that. I would probably still eat that cookie because I, I was going like to say then. From milk I, bar is good. It is really good. When I come back, I really want to try the cereal milk. Uh, yeah, those are really good. Oh. We have got to stop recording this podcast before I've eaten. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should say that I have got to start eating before I sit down to record this podcast every week. Every week I sit here and I'm just like, ah, everything sounds so good. And then I make myself so hungry that I run to the kitchen and I just eat like whatever's in there. And it's just like never. It's like, I'm not going to go eat a garbage cookie. I'm going to go eat like this old pasta. Exactly, garbage. (laughs) Oh, man. That's so real. Um, What did you make this week? This week I made a four cheese lasagna. Yes, and, you did. And it was uh, it was it was great. It was it looks really, so really, really good. Um it is an Ina recipe, four cheeses. She calls for turkey sausage, but I use uh ground turkey because uh there's an there's I mean, do, you don't lose do you any flavor. It? There's so much oh, happening. Okay. okay. You and don't season you, the, the ground turkey. You, I do with, uh, you know, just like salt, pepper. Because you, you brown it with uh, olive oil. And you okay. um, First you saute onions and garlic. And then you add the ground turkey with some salt, pepper, and uh, fresh basil and Italian parsley. Nice. Did, <laughs> I don't know, I was, I was several years into, uh, like, knowing how to cook and, like, being in the kitchen before I realized that there actually was a difference between American and Italian parsley, curly and flat-leaf parsley. Yes. It's a big difference because my... Is there a flavor difference? I think there's a huge flavor difference because uh, I think American parsley, like, curly parsley, what you get, like, on the side of your dish at TGI Friday, that that doesn't taste like anything. No, it's just for, it's just for, like... There's something green on this plate. Right. So it is like... Fried food looks okay. <laughs> right. And Italian parsley, it's a very mild flavor to be sure, but hmm. there's a flavor there. Interesting. Um, but anyway, so there's Italian parsley uh, seasoning that, that turkey um, on top of ricotta, mozzarella, parmesan, and goat cheese, which we talked about last week, yes. to give it that beautiful <laughs> tang. Um... And, yeah, it was delicious, and I ate it, and I invited some friends over to help me eat it, because there was a lot of it, and I'm fine. (laughs) Good. Good. You're fine. I'm fine. It was fine. Everything's fine. Totally fine. Yes. Totally (laughs) fine. Uh, um, We should probably not broach the subject again in case you become unfine. I am totally fine. Anyway... Uh, four cheese lasagna, so good. All lasagna is good. Well, that's not true. I've had some bad lasagna, but. Yeah, I've had some bland lasagna, which is crazy because you lift it out and it's like, look at all the cheese. And it's just like cheese and noodle. And you're like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
this is this is offensive to me. Um, also, I would not have shared with my friends. I would have taken a square every day to work until it was gone. The problem with that is <laughs> I was afraid that take a square every day to work would have turned into take a square every half hour on the half hour <laughs> into <right>. my bedroom. <laughs> That's and real. Eat it while I cry. So no. It was, <laughs> it was important and healing and mm-hmm, cathartic mm-hmm. and all of those things uh, to eat it with people. That's good. Because glad, all glad I have is with my friends because no one will stop. have me. Stop, 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 stop. Don't, don't go no, there. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Exactly. Let's move on. So this week, uh, we want to talk about someone who is super important to us. Yes. And someone that we reference uh, very casually. Actually, I had another friend mention. She she asked, who's Ina? Someone at work asked me that. Oh, okay. And, except they brought it up and they're like, there's, there's this lady named Angie. And I was like, no. That's, I don't know who Angie is. Angie? We don't know her. <laughs> I don't know her. I don't know her. Exactly. Like, legit, I don't know her. Um, I was like, it's Ina. I was like, you can Google it and she'll come right up. <laughs> yeah. So I've definitely made this mistake um, in real life. Just like, oh yeah, well, Ina says, uh, Ina, Ina, Ina. Um, <laughs> uh, I had a coworker who she thought that Ina was like my grandmother or something. Oh. <laughs> or like um, a family member. Be. Just because I would She's... be like, oh, thank you. It's an Ina recipe. She's of age uh, to be That's true. grandmother. Ina could be my grandmother, yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> I actually can't. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Ina is Ina Garten, the Barefoot Contessa. Yes, Ina Rosenberg Garten. She does Ina not have a middle name. Rosenberg. Her middle name is her maiden name, and it's fantastic. Ina B. Rutherford Hayes Rosenberg Garten. <laughs> yes. Come As her friends call her. <laughs> She is uh, a Food Network host, a cookbook author, a former specialty food store owner, a lifestyle guru, uh, inspiration for millions of people across the universe. Or, well, yeah, of the universe. Sure. Sure. Yeah, we're going to go with the universe. Um, She's also a licensed pilot. um, Fun And used to work in the White House writing policies. It's fun. This is so true. So... Ina, Ina's husband is Jeffrey Garten, who uh, is the former dean of the Yale School of Business or the Yale School of Management, I believe is mm-hmm. what it's called, something mm-hmm. like that. And the two of them used to be like a Washington, D.C. power couple in the 70s. Basically. And he, they both worked for the White House. I believe he set budgets or something. <laughs> Something important. And Ina, Ina was researching and writing nuclear policy, I believe under two presidents. I believe under um, Ford and Carter. I can't even. I just don't understand how you're like, okay, so I'm like smart AF. 
um, right. writing, you know, foreign policy, nuclear policy in the White House. But also, I like cookies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, like, uh, let's make an empire out of yes. this. So, Ina, Ina's way of, um, uh, you know, getting to know who's who in Washington, D.C. was to host these dinner parties. And she and Jeffrey would invite all of their important, you know, wonk friends and policy friends. And they would rub mm-hmm. shoulders with important people. And Ina would uh, cook and bake. I believe uh, she, like, worked her way through Julia Child's cookbook. She was Julia and Julia before Julie. Basically, uh, yeah. she has a ve- she leads, honestly, a very similar life to Julia Child. Because Julia Child was yes. also uh, working for the White House, and so was her husband. And they both, like, met in China. And then they got together. And then she's like, she moved all around with him because Ina moved to North Carolina with her husband. Right. Um, before they settled in the Hamptons. And like, it's just, the similarities are very interesting. They are. Julia Child, also amazing. Like, a, not a spy during World War II, but I believe she did some like uh, decoding or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazing women out here. Just. just Yes, I, just, I love it. Out here being amazing, and then they're like, you know what? I can do all of these amazing things and also be super domestic. and Which is it. basically how I want to live my life. <laughs> really and truly. Oh, so Ina, she's what? She's probably, I can't even think about it. She's going to say she's our age, and she's writing nuclear policy and right. holding these dinner parties, um, getting better every week. And she was uh, not super happy with the energy policy and uh, I love how she tells this story how she's on a weekend trip to the Hamptons and she (laughs) sees a specialty food store called Barefoot Contessa Um, apparently it's a movie from the 50s yeah which she didn't see until like 2006 (laughs) oh that's funny she's the store um, that's for sale and she makes an offer to buy it because it's for sale and she put in a ridiculously low offer, thinking that nothing will ever happen. And the owner took her offer the very next day. And Ina says that the owner was supposed to stay on for a month, a month or two, or maybe a season, and kind of okay. teach teach her the ropes, you know? Um, Did he bounce? Yeah, after a day. Okay. Okay. And this is like um, this is something that I remind myself. All the time. Um, Ina says that the first day was, like, the hardest thing she'd ever done. You know, she was, like, exhausted, and she felt like, oh, my God, I've made the biggest mistake. Right. And Jeffrey told her that if it was easy on the first day, she'd be bored by the second day. Because he knows his wife is brilliant. Yeah. And can handle a challenge. I just... And so... um, Yeah, so she just... Again, yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> like sisters are doing it. it for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> like, she was just out here thriving. Yes, and she ran she just... that store. Uh, it was originally in West Hampton, South Hampton. It moved to East Hampton. I'm, yep. uh, I'm not, I'm should like. <sighs> I feel like East Hampton is the bougie side. I don't know. Yeah, As a sure. gay man living in New York City, I know I should know the Hamptons geography, but I, <laughs> I do not. But wherever she ended up was like the real bougie part of the Hamptons. And oh, yes. people 
loved her store in the community. And also the Hamptons is famous for having um, summer residents, like summer celebrity residents. And so uh, people came to love her, or celebrities came to love her her store, like Steven Spielberg and Martha Stewart. To just, it's so Which, can you just imagine just like, running a specialty food store cooking like putting your food out there and like your fans are martha stewart or one of your fans is martha stewart just casually martha just stewart. i just that's martha how doesn't do anything casually but if she's like i like this cookie i would probably die like if if she ate something of mine and was like this is i like this enough to come back and buy it again i would, I would even if martha stewart was like i don't find this bad <laughs> I would be like, oh my God, thank you, Martha. I'm not worthy. Uh, And so I believe it was um, probably Martha's connections that kind of helped Ina transition from specialty food store owner to cookbook author. Uh, Ina had been offered a show uh, several times uh, to be on Food Network and they wanted her to be more in the vein of Maybe not Emerald, but probably like a Ann Burrell or like a Rachel Ray, and she didn't really like that format. She she didn't want to just spend, you know, thirty solid minutes cooking. And it wasn't until the production company that did Nigella Lawson's show approached her that she finally agreed. Because uh, Nigella, she's had like a hundred million shows. Nigella being maybe not the Martha of Europe of Britain, but probably the Ina of Britain. Yeah, like the Giada slash Ina of Britain. Yeah, yeah. She definitely has the authenticity of like a, of like a Giada, like, you know, like that restaurant, yeah. the, all that, you know, Giada's been to like Le Cordon Bleu. Um, and I, but I like she's that, like personable and sexy. Right, right. At the same time. Yeah, so Nigella, anyway. So um, they approached Ina and said, you know, we'll do this like, you know, it'll be you and your life and also cooking. And that's what gave birth to... Like the Barefoot very Contessa special, like the very special setup that is the Barefoot Contessa TV show, and I love it because it's like you're you are honestly being personally invited into her home, which I would love to see in real life, um, and and sitting down at her you know island, and she's just like, okay, so like we're gonna I'm gonna make this, but I'm making it for a party. I'm making this for. A book, you know, a book launch. I'm making this, you know, for friends that are coming over because they're working on a windmill in town. Because we uh-huh. windmills, it's fine. Um, I have cookies in the shape of tools. Oh uh, goodness, go. I forgot about that one. <laughs> That's a classic episode. Um, <sighs> but it's just, it's always something that she's doing for a friend. Either they're out of town and she's like stocking their fridge. Yes. She's going to the beach and having, you know, lunch with friends. It's including everybody in her life and not just her it's always with jeffrey and it's made everybody really jealous of her love with, with jeffrey because it's so pure it's just so they just get each other pure. they just know each other like on a really crazy level they just know who each other is and they don't try to change each other but they've also accepted each other and i just why can't i okay it's fine um i'm gonna digress because otherwise i'll just start sobbing <laughs> um but yeah it's just, it's really comfortable to watch. and it, But it also turns out her recipes are flawless. Like, there yeah. is no flaw. So. Yeah. And I mean, uh, one of the, like, it's it's hilarious to watch her because she's like, oh, 
Uh, my friend Miguel is doing a photo shoot for some flowers this yes, weekend. Miguel. So I'm going to make him soup. And you're just like, Ina, that's such a ridiculous, like what? Like, just make soup, Ina. But like, it's so cute to be like, oh, look at Miguel and the flowers. And they're photographing and he, like, them. They are such good friends. Like her and her like band of gay friends are really good friends. Um, yes. And you can tell because she's been doing the show for 15 years. And it's the same gay men. It is. They have been in her life forever. And I don't know how, like, I don't, I feel like it was like, oh, I went into a flower shop. Miguel was there. And we talked. And it turns out he's great. And then I just kept him. Like, she just kept she's, him in her life. She's like, I um, added him to the collection. So, I don't, because I don't know, like, where, I don't know. But everybody she has in her life is great. Yeah. Miguel, who does the flowers. And TR, who Ooh, is a model. Um, and uh oh there's the other couple i'm forgetting their names but she does she just has this like cabal of gay men um, yes and then at, there's like the only like women she has in her life oddly enough is like barbara her book ever- editor right. um and then like younger women <laughs> they're all like late uh, 20s <laughs> there's also um stro susan stroman her friend who worked oh. on the musical yes <laughs> Yep, but you're right. For the most them. part, she does. Uh... I don't know how. I don't know if they're like interns or for her or for the for the Food Network. But it's like, or I feel like they might be daughters of people that she knows as well. But probably. I remember. Do you remember that episode when she like threw a party for these college age friends who like didn't necessarily know how to cook well? And she's like, "I'm gonna teach you how to, you know, cook engagement chicken and yes. um, a pavlova." But she's like, a really pavlova, easy. of course." <laughs> um, but yeah, she just like collects these younger women and trains them up in the way that she go. It's like um, Ina's finishing school for girls. It is. <laughs> Which I would kill to get into. <laughs> Miss Ina's Academy for yes. for excellent young ladies. For excellent. <laughs> for finished young ladies. For proper yeah. young ladies. For proper young ladies. <laughs> I want to so go to true. that school so bad. I would enroll today. I'm too old. I would enroll today. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, the thing though is that however like ridiculous like the the structures of her show are is like you know if you're starting out like she's got you covered like if you mm-hmm. need something make ahead because you're stocking a refrigerator for a friend those recipes work and those recipes can be made ahead and like if you need to like stock a friend's fridge or like you just need to make something for the week like she's got you um, like if you are throwing a dinner party and you're like I want to spend time with my guests and not in the kitchen. She's got you. And even though her dinner party is like Mel Brooks, like the recipes still oh, work. Right. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like the recipes still work. And then you get to watch Ina, like. Or Alec Baldwin. <laughs> oh, Alec Baldwin. He's come over a lot. <laughs> I loved. Uh, I feel like she definitely, like. She, uh, like, she knows what we love now. So Alec Baldwin, he shows up in the later episodes and she yes. like, sends him shopping. Yes, and he's like, Which I have to get I peaches. I love whenever she sends anyone shopping because they're always like, oh, I gotta get the right. I love when she sends Jeffrey shopping because Ooh, he Jeffrey's is... gonna come home with the wrong thing and she knows it and she's fine. <laughs> she's just... He is the cutest. Um, and they just portray him on the show as just this like, oh boy, what's the difference between broccoli and broccolini? Ooh, I hope I don't disappoint Ina. And he's just like, yeah. 
the sweetest <laughs> man. But like you know, he's probably like a ruthless businessman in real life. Like he's oh, a former head of uh, the Yale School of Business. Like he was a economic advisor to Clinton, and I believe one of the Bushes. Like you know, that man is ruthless. Like that man yeah, has like knows. cut some deals. He's probably yes. like sold some arms and like <laughs> some like you know Middle Eastern like you know, Iran-Contra type situation. Like, he has seen some stuff, Jeffrey. Like, you know he has. He's been around Washington, D.C. too long. But at the end of the day, you know what he's worried about? Bringing home. (laughs) Right. Coming home to Ina and having that chicken. I love, um, no, I just love them. I love them together. I love whenever he's on the show. They're just, they're so wonderful. I love I looked on Wikipedia today just to, like, browse, you know, her life and stuff, and it was like, they mainly spend their time between East Hampton and Paris, and I was like, okay, I just, sure, yes, East Hampton and Paris, yeah. I mean, what else do you need? I mean, that's that's the only places you need to go, and she does love Paris, and I feel like she, I don't know if she speaks French, she probably does, honestly. I feel like she has to. She probably, I mean... She probably knows all the food, which is like yeah, weird. because because she's I feel like she stays in the same place every time because it's near the markets. She can get yeah. food, but yeah. Anyways, if you have not checked her out, like if you don't necessarily know who she is, because no one seems to, you're like, who the heck is this person? Um, she's on. She is on Food Network, like legit, and she has you know her barefoot contestant shows. She's done like celebrations. She's done back to basics, um, yeah. because she realizes that like. Unlike Martha Stewart, who was very, mm. like, obtuse in her way sometimes, because she's like, if you don't have eggs, just go out in your yard and get some from the coop that you have. And I'm like, hey, girl, I live in an apartment, so if you could just not, that'd be super great. But, yeah, um, Ina's very much like, buy from the store. How easy is that? That's fine. Um, mm. But, yeah, she's she's very unpretentious, and she realizes, like, not everybody can can do this on the level that I would like to do this. Um, yeah. But she makes it super easy for you. Ina is very unpretentious. Like I know she lives in the East Hamptons and she spends her time. And she only Paris. wears button up shirts. Like yes. that's the, her entire but wardrobe is a button up. Ina is all about, she's like, this is what works for me. And she's like, and I'm just going to tell you how to do it. And you make it work for you. Exactly. And so it'll be perfect. Know. She's like, I'm gonna go and like pick some fresh thyme from the garden, but like if you don't have a garden girl, store bought is fine. Yes, okay. She does not, she's never. And when she says it, she when she says it, she means it. She's not like, oh well, I guess if all your broker ass can afford is right. <laughs> she means right. it. She's like, hey, store bought is fine. Yeah, like like I feel like Martha would expect you to make your own ricotta cheese. Oh, um, absolutely. Martha's just like... <laughs> she's like, why don't you have cheesecloth like, at the ready to make your own ricotta? And she's mm-hmm. like, girl, bought some ricotta, making this lasagna, let's do this. Um, yes. But she's she's still like classy, like you want to impress her. Oh, she's, absolutely. She's still super down to earth, which it's a weird balance, but she, she toes that line so well. Yes. And and it's a line that, that Martha, I think, tries and just has never been able to really... No. Yeah. Martha is from Vermont and will never not be from Vermont. And she just, if, honestly, if Martha just owned the fact that she just likes to smoke weed and is bougie, <laughs> everyone would be fine. 
is I think she is now actually because now she's the the cooking show with Snoop. So like yeah, I was say, she's like, like she's leaning into that that she identity. is. She's spending much more time with Snoop. I just saw they recreated that scene from Ghost with the pottery. Yes. I, I just. So I mean, I'm very excited for like after 50 years for Martha to loosen up a little. A little bit. She's still wearing button ups, just like I know. But and she probably still irons her underwear. But she is. She has that good strain. <laughs> So one thing that Ina's famous for is her chicken, because every Friday she roasts a chicken for Jeffrey. So cute. Um, because he lives in, or he works Monday through Friday in New Haven still, I think. And so um, during the week they don't see each other, which gives her time to like hang out with her florist friends and play bridge with her, um, with the ladies who lunch. And so every Friday she makes him a chicken. And she's got... Uh, she's got a ton of different re- chicken recipes, but my favorite is the engagement chicken. And she named it engagement, or I don't know if she named it, but... I feel like, did that come from Julia? I don't know if it came from Julia or it came from, like, Cosmo, but there's, like, a chicken recipe that was so good that when girlfriends made it, their boyfriends proposed to them. And Ina Which took it and kind of made it Ina. patriarchal, but that's fine. <laughs> I know, it's so messed up, but I love it. <laughs> Um, We're not going to read into it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I guess I should have the recipe in front of me if I'm going to talk about it. But um, also, everyone should not be afraid to roast a whole chicken. Let me say that right now. Because the first time I did it, I was like, ooh. But no, it's like super easy. They sell them everywhere. You can even get them at Aldi for like 79 cents a pound. And all you do is you wash it. And if you buy it at the supermarket, the backbone's probably already taken out. So you just have to wash it, rinse out the cavity, and pat it dry with a paper towel. And you are ready to go. Do not be afraid of a whole chicken. It is so delicious. Um, and um, for the engagement chicken, you just, in the cavity, you just stick in two lemons, a whole head of garlic that's cut in half crosswise, um, two onions, again, cut in half. Oh, I think these are quartered. Um... And then in the pan, you do some olive oil and chicken stock and white wine, dry white wine. Ooh, that's so good. Um, (laughs) And then salt and pepper inside, outside. You roast it 425 degrees for about an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I'm just reading the recipe here. And it comes out so good. Everything is like... I hate the word moist, but everything is really moist and tender. Um, And I've made this engagement chicken for a boy who did not propose to me. And Ina was doing a Twitter chat one time. And I said, I tweeted, I said, Ina, I made a boy engagement chicken and he did not propose to me. What did I do wrong? And she replied, she replied to me. She said, Wrong boy! Exclamation point. I'm sure the chicken was delicious. See, Ina, 
Ina understands your life. Ina understand your life. Knows. Huh? Ina knows. <laughs> also, y'all, this is like three years ago. I have not changed. Just want you guys to know. <laughs> um, yeah. So listen, listen. Ina knows. Ina knows. Oh God, I'm gonna look at that tweet right now. It makes me so happy. Too much, but it's but she it's the most perfect response. Wrong, it's wrong. Wrong, like (laughs) like how do you not know? Of course it's wrong. Of course it's wrong. Like (laughs) also like like baked into that was like certainly was not my recipe. (laughs) She was like, I know it wasn't my recipe. Uh, She's so wonderful. Um. So yes, uh, her roast engagement chicken always the winner. We've talked about her salty oatmeal chocolate chocolate cookies for two weeks in a row. I know a true winner though, (laughs) true, true winner. Um, Those are the largest cookies I've ever made in my life. I thought I did something wrong Um, because they're so big. The batter, the batter is actually kind of fluffy, which I've never experienced in a cookie batter. Um, cause you, you whip the butter like for like three minutes yeah. and I set a timer. I was like, mm-hmm. if I'm saying three minutes, I'm creaming it for three minutes. But mm-hmm. after you're done and you fold in everything, it's still really light. Um, yeah. and so I, I took the, the, um, scoop, put it on the sheet and opened the oven for like two seconds just to check on them. Like maybe 10 or 12 minutes in. And I was like, Oh my God, what did I do? Cause yeah. they had spread so much <laughs> that they were like all deformed and not circles. Um, uh, uh, uh. It, it was a lot. It's I just I didn't know to not put so many on a cookie sheet. Now I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's why she says use three cookie sheets. She is not. Yeah, kidding. They're the size of, of saucers, so they are very very big cookies. Um, sorry. Um, she has a ton of like really great breakfast and like brunch recipes like every cookbook mm-hmm. almost every cookbook has a whole breakfast section which I think is so good because so many people neglect breakfast I do um she has she taught me about maple roasted bacon and it has changed my life we talked about that for a second just did we yeah um I don't remember it was a couple episodes ago but Wait, I feel like oh. we're we're too new at this to like forget what we've already talked about. No, you you were ah. saying that you liked you like breakfast sausage. Oh, right? this is right. Unless yes, you're doing, yeah. Unless you're doing maple, maple roasted, roasted bacon, bacon <laughs> which is just bacon roasted in the oven at 400 degrees for 20 minutes. You put it on a like a cooling rack so that the fat can drip beneath it, right. and uh, at the last five minutes, you just use a little maple syrup. Make sure you're using real maple syrup. This is not the time for Mrs. Butterworth. Who, I do not begrudge. I love me some Mrs. Butterworth. Has a time and a place. This is not the time right. or the place. You want real maple syrup here. Yes, you do. Um, and that lasts five minutes, and it just uh, caramelizes, and it's so good. Oh, it's so good. I serve it every single time I make brunch. It is always a winner. Oh, I want to eat it right now. We, I have got to stop. I have got to start eating before I sit down for this. I, I'm, I'm also starving. <laughs> so I'm just like thinking of what I'm going to eat afterwards. Anyway, no big deal. Um, but yeah, you like the maple roasted bacon. What else? Um, she has a great croissant bread pudding, which, which is a really nice twist on bread before. pudding. Oh. Yes. Um, you, you get some um, like 
stale or old croissants because uh, stale bread works great in bread puddings to soak up all the custard. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a quick custard and you take your croissants, you cut them uh, across, you know, like horizontally. Um, right. And you're just making layers of croissant, custard, croissant, custard, and you bake it. Um and it's that so delicious. Really it is really good. And also, if you have a bakery that sells, like, day-old bread, perfect. Yeah, because it'll be cheap. Perfect. Yes. Um, which we love. Um, she also does... She also taught me... She didn't, like, invent it, but she taught me about how to do hollandaise in the blender. I'm so scared of real hollandaise. I've yeah, me watched, too. <laughs> I've watched, like, professional chefs make it, and it break. And I'm just like, if you can't do it, then I'm never doing this. But exactly. she's like, girl, just put it in a blender. I'm like, Thank right? You. Okay, she's thanks. Like, you crack the egg, you crack the egg uh, into a blender, and you just pour in your hot melted butter and let the blender do the work. Yeah. Also, she taught me how that you can make it ahead. You can make it ahead, and then uh, you reserve a little bit of the melted butter, and then right before you mm-hmm. serve it. You uh, blend it again it and just again. pour in that last bit of hot butter and everything comes together and it's warm and delicious. Oh. And uh, except for one like very rude and bougie person, like no one has ever been able to guess that it wasn't like traditionally made. Like Ooh. it tastes so good. It could taste the same. Rude and bougie, stop it. Uh, it was Martha. Um, she was at one of my, no, I'm kidding. <clears throat> <laughs> um, I've never, I don't like like poached eggs, so I don't have hollandaise very often. Um, I don't like runny eggs. I just don't agree with my stomach. But um, okay. I want to like. I want to like poached eggs, and I want to have more holidays in my life. Um, but I want it with artichokes because it looks really good. I was gonna say I. Um, I'm not a huge poached egg person just because there's so much. I mean, there's just like that's a lot of work. Um, poached eggs are the hollandaise of. <laughs> yeah, really, really, truly. Really. I, I like hollandaise with asparagus. Which is, uh, the, which might Did be you have a, a recipe for that. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure I lifted that from Ina. Like, it's not like a, something that would have occurred to me naturally. Yeah. Um, but I bet artichokes would be really good too. Um, in Julia and Julia, she dips the artichoke in it. Like, she, like, you boil it or oh. something with lemon, and then you dip the leaves and, like, eat the meat of the leaf with artichoke. And it just seems like it's, it looks so good. Um, I'm really hungry. <laughs> this is <laughs> this episode is going to be awful, and I apologize. <laughs> I am starving. Um, anywho, um, I only have like one res. I'm okay. I love Ina, like everything. And I I haven't made her paella, but I want to. And uh, her paella risotto always looks really good. Ooh, um, yeah. Her I, I always use her as roasted asparagus uh, with parmesan. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, lemon with parmesan, so good. Um, is just my it, honestly, I could probably eat that for dinner. And seeing as how I haven't had a vegetable in like three weeks, I should probably I don't know what's going on. But um, yeah, I should, a vegetable. I, vegetable I don't I don't know her. I haven't. I just I just haven't eaten a vegetable in a while, and I it's because as soon as I started this podcast, I started baking again, which is awesome. But it it's like one thing has to be left behind, and it was vegetables. Um, vegetables. You've been chopped. Yeah. Yes, but. I need some balance in my life because my body's like, you are an awful person. Um, so, yeah. No, um, <laughs> you're but not. But my favorite, <laughs> well, right now, to my body, it's like, ugh. Um, but I think my favorite recipe of hers that I use a lot is her perfect pound cake. Um, oh, yes. I'm so glad we talked about this. It's, no, she has multiple pound cake recipes. But she does. But this one is 
different, and it always yes. freaks me out because my oven is very finicky. <laughs> it's super finicky. Same. Sometimes it will not light. So like if I turned on instead of 350, I have to wait. I wait for the sound of like the whoo to come on, and sometimes <laughs> it doesn't do that. Um, so you bake, you make this in a not preheated oven. Like you do not preheat the oven. Yeah, which is crazy. It is crazy, and it's also not a ton of ingredients, um, and it's not a lot of sugar, and it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know. It's just like pound cakes is like a pound of butter, pound of sugar, pound of, like, pound of flour. Like, right. it's basically a pound of everything, but it's this is not it. She uses um, terminado sugar to dust the edge, and it makes it, like, really, like, kind of crunchy on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crumb texture is, like... It's perfect because some some pound cakes in the middle can be gummy. Right. And I've had gummy pound cake and it's like yo, and it's not even their fault. It's just either you overmixed or something happened. But pound cake is out. is finicky, like in general. Um, it could be finicky. My mom has maybe five recipes that she's curated over her life that she likes, um, and she rotates them between like Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> but uh, we will usually make this one for Thanksgiving and then a caramel cake for Christmas. But it's mm. a pound cake with my grandma's caramel glaze on it and it's so good. But this pound cake is just, it's perfect. Like you don't, a good pound cake doesn't need anything in ter- including a glaze. Like you can just eat this cake and right. be good. Right. Um, and this is, this is it. Like you can just yeah. sit and eat the cake. But especially, it's also fantastic with strawberries. Yes. Especially because it has that turbinado, not Dem, um, Demerara. Yeah. Demerara, Turbinado, uh, Sugar in the Raw. Uh, it yeah. has so many names. Um, but because it has that, that um, dusting, Interest. Yeah. it really, it really, I mean, because yeah, a good pound cake is good on its own, but it's also like, mm, it's just a pound cake. But this one is, it's got that extra dimension with the, it's not like a hard crunch because it's not crunchy no. sugar. But no, it, it just, it's sometimes you get just like a, a crystal of sugar. Right. And, like, oh, and it just, unexpected. Right. It just hits the right way. It she... also has orange zest in it and it yeah. wakes up everything. Yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> and, and again, I just would like some pound cake right now. Yeah. Um, orange zest, that's a good transition um, into bacon bit. Bacon bit. <laughs> Bacon bit, which we don't have a specific bacon bit, but rather several bacon bits, things that we've learned from Ina. Yeah. And uh, Ina really taught me about the, the magic of, of citrus zest, lemon zest, orange zest. Um, so whenever she has a, a, a citrus recipe, she's light on the juice and heavy on the zest. And um, I think that's absolutely for the best. She says the zest is where all the flavor is, and I agree. I agree, um, too. Also, for a long time, I I zested my citrus fruit like right down to the pith, like the white part. That doesn't oh, have any flavor. No, <laughs> just it's... a couple of scrapes across. And, yes. Like, move on to another. Right. Part that's yeah. Color. So you should not be seeing the like you shouldn't be seeing the flesh of your of your citrus fruit when you're no, zesting. You should. <laughs> it's okay. Things things we learned when we were young. Yes. <laughs> um, also, uh, if you don't have a zester, your box grater at home probably has a zesting like side like if you have a four-sided thing and you've never really thought what the other three sides are for one of them is Mm -hmm. probably zesting Mm -hmm. there's like the really tiny tiny holes yeah i taught my roommate that although Um, my microplane is probably one of my favorite tools to use i do love a microplane um for zesting for garlic too for nutmeg 
microplanes. Uh, Parmesan cheese. Nice yep. finish. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Microplane. Um, That's a bacon so, yeah. bit. <laughs> Lemons, that is a bacon bit. Microplanes. <laughs> Looks like y'all are learning today. <laughs> yes, you are. We are giving you the knowledge. <laughs> um, <laughs> other tips, things you've learned, Mina? Um, she's, she, honestly, she's good with the make it ahead. Like, if you can yes. make it ahead, please do. Um, her life just is mostly like, I'm going to the beach or somebody's house or, you know, movie premiere, so I have to make it ahead. I'm like, uh-huh. But, um, in terms of, like, you going to work and having, needing something to be done when you get home, um, she's good at, like, this, this will keep, like, if you make, need mac and cheese, you can literally make her mac and cheese, yep. put it in the fridge, assemble it, and then bake it when you get home. So, like, yes. It's really nice. Um, I am all about um, making extra dough for cookies and freezing it because you never yep. know when you need to cry and eat a cookie <laughs> or it is cold and you need a cookie or it is Tuesday and you need a cookie. So it's just it's just nice to have extra dough because you can literally individually freeze them in plastic wrap and take one out or, you know, several if you need and bake them off and you're good. Yep. Uh, speaking of cookie dough, Ina also taught me about the importance of room temperature ingredients, mm-hmm. which I know we've definitely discussed on this podcast, but it is super important to have everything at room temperature so that it uh, mixes together easily. Because um, speaking of the science, I didn't realize that having your eggs be cold, like straight from the fridge can affect yeah. texture, texture mm-hmm. in like cakes right. and cookies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had no idea. Also, uh, salted butter versus unsalted butter. Yeah. For, what? like, my whole life, I didn't feel like it made a difference. Um, sometimes I still don't, but <laughs> it's because it's, like, whatever, I'm just baking. But it it does make a difference because you need to regulate the amount of salt that is in there yourself instead of yeah, your butter absolutely. dictating that for you. Um, once I baked with, uh, I made cookies with Kerrygold butter, which is... Very, oh. very, very... So salty. That it's heavy, very salt. And <laughs> it's very noticeable. Very noticeable. I believe um, it. I think American... Because Kerrygold is an Irish butter. I think American butter is... Um, maybe, like, the difference isn't huge between American unsalted and salted, but, you know, mm-hmm. if... if um, oops, sorry, I got distracted. But if you're using, like, those high-end butters or just... Uh, European Kerrygold, butters. Yeah, Kerrygold or Plugra. I don't know. That thought kind of trailed off. But anyway, um, on salted butter, I am a fan, although not a fan of it on my toast. You're not a fan of Kerrygold on your toast? Oh, unsalted butter on my toast. Oh, I was like, oh my no, God, no. we have to stop this conversation right now. Oh. <laughs> Abby was like, this is now the Made of Melanin podcast with Abby and Abby alone. Just, it's just me, because you have been excommunicated. <laughs> it's, it's so good on toast. No, I oh love, love. Love Kerrygold on toast. Um, um, I once mine? Oh, sorry, made, oh, I once made um, pie crust with Kerrygold butter. Oh. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> Kerrygold is, bless Costco, first of all, for having three bricks of it. You know, yes, three bricks for $7.99, you guys. Yes, yeah. Costco, uh, sponsor us. Please? Kerrygold, sponsor us. Listen. Uh, please. Oh, um, but, oh, so good. But it is, a, it is a dream of mine to get the tub of butter from Brittany, uh, France. Um, you can, I think you can get it on Amazon, I'm pretty sure. But it literally comes in this like wooden tub, and I don't know how it gets to you safely. But apparently it's the best butter in the world, and I want it. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. I'm going to look into this. I make no sense. I don't know how I found it or how you could get it, but yeah, it is a thing. Anyway, you can also get a Fleur de Sal Caramel from France on Amazon. Mm. No big deal. And like this like ceramic carafe. What? What? The internet is a magical place. Dangerous place. Sometimes. Um, I think the number one thing that Ina has like I've taken away from her and like it took me a long time to realize this is that your friends won't have more fun if you make everything from scratch. <laughs> but sometimes right. store bought is okay. Like yes. they won't love you more or less if you bought this from the store. Right. She's like cuz sometimes her appetizer is like I went to the store and I got some olives and crackers. You go and your olives and crackers. <laughs> exactly. And she's just like um I remember when I first started throwing dinner parties I'd be like oh my god I have to make everything. I remember once um I made four different types of bread, like rolls, because I was like, oh, I want there to be a variety. And I should have just bought a variety at the store, but instead I, like, spent, like, three days baking. You and, like, it was that. such a small part of the meal. Like, people mm-hmm. noticed, but they weren't like, oh, my God, the bread. They were like, ooh, the pot roast. You know what I mean? Like, they were not right. about the bread. Like, I should have just bought the bread. Like, uh, obviously Costco I'm a... has perfect rolls. Be the dead. <gasps> they really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so Ina's, like... Your your guests won't have more fun just because you made everything. Your guests won't have more fun if you're stuck in the kitchen. So she's like, make your main dish, make a side dish. If you have to buy something, that's fine. She's like, spend time with the people that you love. It's true. Yeah, it's true. She, yeah. She's really corny sometimes, but like, she's she never is. wrong. No, so I'm never mad. Right? Because sometimes she'll be like, you know, you can be upset. Before you eat a cookie. And you can be upset after you eat a cookie. But you can't be upset while you're eating a cookie. And then you're like, you're right, girl. You are so right. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so much wisdom that she is so kind to share with all of us. It's true. We don't I'm deserve, so but we, we have been bestowed upon. We don't. Oh, we don't. So, um, yeah, we hope that if you don't know Ina, that you will know her soon. <laughs> you can watch her on the Food Network. I think she's on every yes. day at three. Only one episode, though, which makes me sad, because she, she used to get four episodes a day. I know. So now she's on one. Um, I have all of her cookbooks. I think if I had to recommend one, I would start with... Um, Either how easy is that or um, make it ahead. Those mm-hmm. are really I think good. make it ahead is the... Also, really uh, good. one of her early ones, uh, Barefoot Contessa at Home, mm. is really good. Her first one is like the Barefoot Contessa cookbook. It's like straight from her food store. Um, and all the recipes are meant to like <laughs> stock a store. Like it's like these brownies, this recipe yields 50 brownies. And you're like, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> like, the, yeah, she's like, you know, this pot roast is for 30 people, so you'll need a 15-pound chuck roast. And I'm like, I know, chill. <laughs> um, the next one is Parties, which kind of has the same thing. Um, she does have a, a whole cookbook in in Paris, which I just love. That's the type yes. of life that she lives. Um, but I think if you're just starting out, um, oh, Back to Basics, that's... That's a classic. Back to basics, or how easy is that? Those are my two recommendations. I would agree. Um, yeah. Any last thoughts on Ina? Um, I I really just want to meet her one day. Um, that's all. Like, yeah, she's she's helped shape my life in a good way. I feel like 
I don't know. She's practical and lovely. Also, she's 69, which is just so funny. <laughs> she's like yeah. the perfect age. I do love that. I mean, she was obviously successful her whole life. Uh, wait, are you making like a... Never mind. I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Took me a minute. Um, she's obviously been successful her whole life, but she uh, she didn't become like world famous. World famous. She's world famous to me. Um, until like her 50s. Like... That's true. You Which know what I mean? Like, makes me feel better about my entire life because I feel yeah. like I'm always behind. Um, just I'm always like the late bloomer. I'm the late developer. So, yeah, I think Ina is a great testament to second acts, third acts. I mean, she was like seriously. Yeah. She was like, you know, I'm here at the White House writing nuclear energy policy, and you know, she was like, oh, I'm gonna run a food store, and she was like. <laughs> I'm running a food store, now I'm going to write cookbooks. And she's like, well, now I'm going to be on TV and cook with Taylor Swift. Uh, which I'm not going to get into because that'll be a whole episode of me just cursing her. Actually, so. if Ina does have a weakness or, you know, anyway, it's Taylor Swift. It is. That's all right. Ooh, let's, let's not. <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. Okay. Ina, we love you. Yes, we do. We know you can hear sweet, us. Sweet, sweet lady. Maybe one day this episode will reach your ears. Thank you for everything you've taught us. And continue to teach us. I carry her with me every day. Oh, (laughs) Rick, really and truly, I do. It's true. I love her. Um, Okay, so that was Ina. Yay, we love her. All right, Abby, tell me, what uh, was the secret ingredient this week? Um, my secret ingredient this week is tennis. <laughs> Ooh, okay, yes. I uh, am really bad at sports. Um, Same. In terms of, like, following them and playing them. I did play volleyball when I was in, like, eighth grade, and that, I feel like that doesn't count. But I was good, and I really liked it, and I can follow volleyball. Um, but... I, I'm here for tennis. Like, I just really like it. I can follow it. I understand it. And also, the Williams sisters have, like, changed my whole life in terms of tennis because they're so beautiful to watch play. And <laughs> really and love, truly. I love when the commentators think that they're trash because they, they hate <laughs> on them constantly. Commentators, just for years, dominate. for decades, have been underestimating the Williams sisters. It's I don't insane. It blows my mind when it's like, oh, they're not being discriminated against at all. They're just, you know, you know, they're powerful. No, no, no. Like, they come after them, like, with a purpose. Like, if Venus trips and, like, ties her shoes, they're like, oh, no, she's out. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> she tied her shoe? Like, what? I just, they, they love to count them out, and they love to dominate. And I just, they gave me hope for, like, I don't know, just being a woman in this world and being like, this is what I'm here to do, and this is my purpose, and you're not going to stop me from doing that, because... Um, you know, I'm a beast. Um, I love them. They're just so great. But I just, I, I also enjoy tennis in general. I I watched it all day today. It's the U.S. Open right now. I watched right. it all day. So um, Venus plays on Thursday um, against somebody else. Against, actually, against another black girl, which is I'm very excited about. So Ooh. it should be a good, good, 
but I just like it. It's, it's enjoyable for me. I like to get into it, and I rarely can get into sports to where I'm like, yeah. So I feel good <laughs> that I can like watch something and be excited about it because I don't. I will never understand football. I do not like it. I think it kills people. So many so, rules. So many rules. Um, I just I don't. I'm not a fan. It's okay. But um, tennis. Tennis does not give you a concussion. Nope. You know, tennis does not affect you know your your life later on. Right. So, yeah. I'm all about it. But that's me. <laughs> what about you? The secret ingredient for me this week is, is a tweet. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll expand on this. But it's a tweet from Tracy Clayton, one of the hosts of Another Round Podcast, who's just so wonderful. I love her. If I can also meet her, please. please Actually, please. she's so wonderful. Uh, you should follow her on Twitter at Brokey McPoverty, mm-hmm. which is just like a flawless username. <laughs> Anyway, it's this something she tweeted out earlier this year that has um, just been, like, in the back of my mind, like, all summer, just, like, all, ever since I read it. And it's 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 part of, like, a larger thread on, on self-care, but the, um, the particular tweet says, self-care is relaxing, but self-care is also pushing through, being uncomfortable, wading through the anxiety, and doing the thing. And that, like... Really, yeah, yeah, woof, let that sink in. <laughs> but does that really spoke to me because I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate for self care in general. Um, to the point where I think sometimes I use it like as a crutch. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't self care. Yeah, I can't face that because right, self care, mm, self care. Mm, <laughs> yep. I'm nope, just gonna no, curl no, up in bed. I'm gonna right, like I'm gonna curl up in bed for the second day in a row because self care. And right. I know I'm not alone in this, like. Uh, I think absolutely 100% self-care is important and like self-care can take on many forms including like relaxing and can also include like running which is something that people do for whatever reason but self-care really is about taking care of yourself and like sometimes that means like answering the damn email or Mm -hmm. you know updating your resume or going for that run and so self-care is doing the thing it's doing the thing because you know that at the end of, not necessarily at the end of that journey, but taking yourself on that journey, even though it's uncomfortable, is pushing you to a better version of yourself. Yes. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that is, that hit home. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this past week, um, I listened to our last episode and I was like yelling at myself. I was like, girl, what is wrong with you? <laughs> no, nothing is wrong with you. You cannot go there. I know. Um, and so I was thinking about that. And so I spent... Uh, I've been on a good gym streak lately. I've been... I need been... to reintroduce myself to the gym because I think I forgot. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been going and I have, like, because I used to go to the gym and be like, I'm going to be here for one hour. And now I go and I'm like, I'm going to do what feels good. I'm going to go until I feel tired. And so that's mm-hmm. sometimes it's been an hour, sometimes it's been like 30 minutes. But, like, I don't, just, like, going without, like, an expectation mm-hmm. is, like, really, really nice. Um, so yeah, so I've been going to the gym. I've been really good with my meds, which is something that I'm hit or miss on. Um, mm-hmm. been drinking a lot of water, which good. these all sound like stereotypes, but like, it feels good to drink you. a lot of water. <laughs> it helps you it to does. flush out stuff from your body. It, it does. It's, like, it, when, when people are like, oh, water's so good for you. And you're like, shut up. Water tastes like nothing. Again, in the first episode, I was like, water tastes like wet nothing. <laughs> but, um, and I still stand by that, but. Ice cold water, at least to me, I know that like the world does not drink ice cold water because they ice do is not. the countries America has. Um, but to me, like at least 
ice cold, apparently ambient water, which is room temperature water, hydrates you faster and better. Um, I never knew what ambient water was until I went to uh, Cupertino, uh, our Apple's headquarters. Ooh. And I was like, what the heck is ambient water? And, and they knew I was new because they were like, girl, it's just room temperature water. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, but it'll, it oddly helps you. And it like clears your brain. Ugh, terrible and great. <laughs> terrible and great. I think it's just great. Um, so yeah, so that particular tweet and just like keeping self-care in in perspective you know what i mean yes and not using it to hide right which i think uh you know sometimes maybe self-care is hiding but not every day not all the time <laughs> not for every situation right <laughs> not, not every situation can be dealt with by hiding sadly <laughs> right i wish <laughs> i'm so good at that uh. Okay, so, yeah. Watch tennis and drink water. That sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go have some tea. And yes. What some kind of tea are you going to make? I, I, for my entire life, have taken tea the same way. Um, it's black tea with cream and sugar. Oh, how British. So, yeah, so technically it's British. My mother likes evaporated milk, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, Ooh. I think my grandma always used it. I don't know, but she's, like, huge on it. But I do use that for my tea. I will do, honestly, I like it better than half and half for tea. Um, For coffee, I like half and half. But that's how we take our tea if we're doing, like, just Lipton black tea. Um, But, yeah, it's, like, my entire family's way of taking tea. (laughs) We just, that's how we do it. Okay. I like that. That's good. But it's mostly just, like, because it's... It's steeped in tradition. The end. Oh, steeped. Huh? Fun. Ah, ah, I like that. I thought you did it on purpose. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> You're so clever. All right. You can follow us on Twitter at MadeWMelanin. You can follow us on Instagram at yes. MadeWithMelaninPod. One day we will find handles that match. Today is not that day. It is okay. You should subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating if you like us. If you don't like us, don't leave a rating. And we're sorry. Yeah, you can give us feedback to how to improve, like face to face or via text. But if you could just not put it on the ratings, that would be super great. Okay. (laughs) Also, you can whisper it into your hands and release it into the universe. And you know what? The universe will take care of it for you. They really and truly will. Abby, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me everywhere at Abby Pluje. It's A B B Y B L U J A Y. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MichaelRxS. You can see pictures of the things that I make at ThunderThighsCO on Instagram. Um, we will post more to our own Instagram, our Made With Melanin pod, because yes. we had we had some great engagement with the account. <laughs> yeah. Oddly. People like it, so we should post more to that. Um, yeah, so that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Yes. And we'll hopefully see you. We're going to be doing this every other week. Um, oh, yes. So, we don't, and so you're not like looking for us every week. It will be a bi-weekly thing. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> bi-weekly. Just, you know, to give us time to recharge and... Yeah. Uh, you know, find new things to delve into. Truth. Ooh. Also, I love that um, What the Health is being debunked right now. Uh. Is, 
there's a lot of like non-truth to it and it's just so delicious. Your personal crusade against what the health is so wonderful. <laughs> I'm gonna keep on it until it completely topples over. That's that's like, a true that's the true mission of this podcast. <laughs> Dismantle the administration of our government and what the health? Yay! <laughs> and cookies. <laughs> cookies. We are Ina Garden. We are all Ina Garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Thanks again for listening, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye.